0: In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Broadcasting
1: live from the Hall of Dogma...
0: to this week by homebrewers everywhere. Welcome in to episode 78
2: of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. I am Chase Captain Crunchy Thompson. And I guess in honor of your particular lead in there, I will be Narco Nick this week.
0: Narco Nick. So you think um, narco narcotics and homebrewing is on so, the same
2: it, level there? Ooh, that's I... controversial. Well, as I've... Tried to correlate before. I, I view the regulations and the, and the use of potential use of marijuana not dissimilar to that of alcohol. And yeah. so that is the reason I'm correlated to not specifically narcotics. All okay. I think we've had this but discussion before. We I'm have a little bit of time deja to vu. still a drug dealing. Well, that's whatever. That's
0: how it goes. Yes. 1978. A good year. Yes, I was born that year.
1: And Alabama also won the national championship that year. Seems like Deja and Vu. And the next deja year vu. as well.
0: 1979
1: was a good year, too.
0: Well, maybe I'll use that next week. Maybe I won't. Well, I probably Probably won't. should. 1978 was the year that Jimmy Carter oh. made it legal for Americans to homebrew. So all of you uh, beer connoisseurs who like to do your own thing, maybe like the adhesive Wombat, uh, I don't know if he still does that but I think he uh at, for a while was doing some homebrew stuff.
1: Well, way to send the reviewers
0: his way. You are uh, through the woods. <laughs> you are you have Jimmy Carter to think for your uh your homebrewing. Never say he didn't accomplish anything during his presidency.
1: I got a trivia a little a little thing for you. What uh, is it? uh we are uh purchasing yeah. A Jimmy Carter item for somebody on our Christmas list this really? year. Really? Yes, an autographed Jimmy Carter. Well, the particular person is a huge fan of oh. of uh, President Carter. So Nathan Martin is probably good. <laughs> That's right. No, Nathan, your present Nathan's is big. on its way. Uh, I'm not a huge Jimmy Carter fan, uh, politically speaking. Um, but uh, this particular person is so we got him a, an autographed Jimmy Carter book.
0: So I've always had a favorable opinion of Jimmy Carter in terms of a man. Um, his presidency was nothing to really write home about, but uh, you know he he is uh, seems like he's a believer. Uh, he uh, certainly speaks as one, and I mean this is a guy who was who was running for president. What in '77, I believe he you know admitted nationally that he had lusted after women, needed God. Um, you wouldn't be able to do that today in 2015 and get elected president,
1: um, and which is inc- incredible that that you know that such an admission would actually frighten people because just about every man in the world struggles with that.
0: It's a guy who, who I mean, he's really he left office. He has um, worked worked for Habitat for Humanity, serving other people, and you know when he was recently diagnosed with uh, essentially terminal brain cancer. Um, he was you know him and his his whole you know at his press conference i think he he said something along the lines of it you know my life is in the hands of uh the one i trust as savior or the one i uh, hmm. so uh, something along those lines um i don't know just always kind of been a Thought kind of highly of him by your smirk, you do, do not You don't think he's Catholic, do
1: you? He's not Catholic, Jason. Not, not Catholic. No, no, he's, he's actually not.
0: The, you may think he's Southern Baptist, but he's not. He's, he's actually a of the cooperative, yeah. Baptist, I didn't know if you knew that uh, fellowship. Yeah, sure. Yeah. If you <laughs> were
1: aware, um, here's the thing about Jimmy Carter: I he talks about Jesus, and that's good. He he co-founded or helped found Habitat for Humanity, which is which is a huge thing. Um, but uh, I, I think his theology is terrible. He uh you know, he was recently asked the question, Do you think Jesus would affirm gay marriage? And he said, Yes, I believe he would, even though there's really no scripture for that. And in fact, there's there's abundant scripture against that viewpoint. Um, he He's a, essentially a, a universalist. Um, Why do you say a, he's
0: essentially a universalist? Well, let me
1: give you his quote. He says, I've been asked often in my Sunday school classes, Uh, which are kind of a give-and-take debate with people from many nations and many faiths. What about those that don't publicly accept Christ? Are they condemned? And I remember that Christ said, judge not that ye be not judged. And so my personal belief is one of God's forgiveness and God's grace. That's the best answer I can give. No, no. President Carter. That is not the best answer you can give. That is a crap answer. It's it's not true, it's not faithful biblically, and it's completely taking out of context the judge not lest she be judged, um, and and it's completely ignoring Jesus's words in John fourteen six. So there's there's part of me that really admires President Carter. I think he I think he I, I cannot obviously I, I cannot make a judgment as to his salvation. Um, but he gives evidence of loving the Lord, but at, at very least, his his theology is
0: So essentially, uh, you do not believe Jimmy Carter's a Christian, and he's going to hell. All right, Nick, you have an opinion on Jimmy Carter? Wow. Okay. That was,
1: that was wise, Nick. Is, <laughs> well,
0: is, look, that, is that what you said? Not what I said. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I just try to summarize when you go on one of these rants. I just try to kind of summarize what you're saying.
2: Hey, guys— I, I I will say,
0: hang on. I'm sorry. I, I just need to because we're going to actually on today's episode we're gonna we're going to talk about.
2: Um, I think s- the issues are much deeper than just a politician. S- but go ahead.
0: Okay, I was I was just going to say we're going to talk about Seventh Day Adventists today. Sure. I'm sure Chase will have a lot to say about them. And Catholics, surprisingly, we're going we're to talk about. Ben Carson is running for president in the news, and so we've gotten some questions I have personally about, you know, our Seventh Day Adventists actually Christians. And so we're going to talk about that today, so this is kind of a good lead-in, but um, if if he indeed is a universalist, like that's his true belief and not just the kind of pat answer he's giving, um, then, then you know, that makes you a heretic, and I, I do question your salvation. Yeah, I believe now, universalism
1: is heresy. Uh, you know, And other times you're, he's pointed you're, to the importance of having a real faith in Jesus, so... Yeah. Uh, I just, you know,
0: that that would raise my eyebrows more than the abortion issue. Although I believe strongly that abortion is murder, murder yes. of children. But I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure your stance on that issue makes you a heretic. I don't know.
1: Well, wow, that's so a, we're uh, going to get some emails on this. I tell you what. I guess we'll wait and see what the
0: uh, maybe that's a we've had the discussion many times on here of what constitutes a heretic. And I just think the Bible I think I think the Bible uses that term false teaching as it relates to Jesus and his sonship and not necessarily your stance on abortion. It's, yeah. So I don't
1: know. That's interesting.
0: What were you laughing at just
1: then? I see you you uh you emailed some people from my computer while I was in the hall of dog bathroom.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. Who, who, who
1: sent you an email? That's a, that's a funny trick. I wonder what all you did uh, while I was in the sitting area there. Did you get a did you get an email
0: from a friend? Uh, I did. I did indeed. A friend you spent uh, a lot of time with yesterday. He's a good buddy. Okay. Well, it wouldn't surprise me if you had gotten an email from him. <laughs> That's not shocking. Yep. All right. On episode 78 of the Gospel Friends, we're going to talk about, as we mentioned a moment ago, Seventh-day Adventists, SDA. Yep. Are they a cult or not? Uh, pretty much know what Chase is going to say, but maybe maybe it'll be a surprise. <laughs> cult. Maybe, maybe it'll be a surprise for me and Nick. Uh, we're also going to talk about so we, the, the, the latest... Uh, Christian controversy. The um, (laughs) the red cup has been pushed to the back burner, and we are now um, in a internal civil war over the issue of Syrian refugees and whether or not it is the right Christian response to let the refugees into our country here, the United States, or to keep them out. Uh, We're not really going to talk about that. We actually talked about that on on a recent episode about. We did, yeah. That was uh, pretty fresh of us. Uh, but today we're we're going to more focus, I believe, on how do we disagree as Christians?
1: How not to be a jerk? Yeah,
0: because um, some of you are. There's a lot of you out there. Yeah. So,
1: no luckily sense. not we, us. We love you. No, yeah, no, not us. You listen to this show. We, oh you know my. we are the very picture of <laughs> yeah. civility and kindness.
0: <laughs> so, um, <laughs> <laughs>
1: you okay over there, buddy?
0: Yeah. Or, and we're we're also going to look today. We're going we're going to take a snapshot uh, at um, today uh, on the uh, top 200 uh, the uh, from earlier in the week. The <laughs> top 200 podcast was that in the US, Chase? Uh sure. I don't know. Okay, it was the it was the iTunes it was the iTunes top 200 Christian podcast. There you go. And so we're going to look at where where did we land on that? Uh, who is ahead of us? Who is behind us? And most importantly, are we or are we not beating? Ask Pastor John.
1: That's mm. that's the big question yeah. of the day. Yep, John Piper, uh, longtime rivals of the Gospel Friends. That's right, rivals.
2: You say. Yep. Before we get there, though, okay. we, we need to. Um, we saw uh, audience. You saw a little bit of it in the uh, the discussion there about uh, Mr. Carter. Um, and if you are not friends, President
1: Carter, thank you very much.
2: I apologize, President Carter. Um, if you are not friends with Chase or David on Facebook, you may not have seen the drama that has been stirring over the last few weeks. Um, drama. David and Chase went on one of their mandates and for some accountability, <laughs> they brought along their friend and brother, Samuel Knowles. It was actually
0: uh, a man camping
1: it was actually, we took our daughters, care, just you know, to, to really firm up the record there. My version's better. And on that trip, um, Chase took great
2: exception to some actions by David, which I think most could agree is not difficult to do. David can usually do something that would cause one to take exception to Amen. it. However, upon return, I went to my brother David and was like, David, I mean, what are you doing to Chase there? And he's like, well, I have a different side to that story. And uh, David seemed to accuse, say Chase's re- Facebook post was in retaliation, and so there is a, was. there is an issue, that, as you say, um, that's that's the accusation. Um, but the issue at hand is fubbing, and uh, excuse
1: me, what fubbing? David is is that a is, that that is a bad what
0: word? I, I have told I told I kept telling you that the whole time we were camping that this was a fubbing issue.
1: <laughs> Gosh, and so it just sounds so rude. Well,
2: are you going to explain that? And so is what you did to David. I'm going
1: to Google Fubbing.
2: Please do. Um, That's going to be with a PH. Um, Oh, it's not a F U B B? (laughs) Nope. It's going to be with a PH. Wow. Wow, That sounded a little like an It's going to be with a Dr. U B B. Wow. F
0: U P H. We need to be careful.
2: Nope. P H U. (laughs) David? (laughs) What what are you
0: doing? (laughs) I'm sorry. I get it now. F-H. No. <laughs> no. Still wrong. <laughs> okay. P-H-U-B-B. I'll have U- the article B-B. in the show notes. <laughs> P-H-U-B-B.
2: Correct. Okay. I'm, I'm with you guys now. Okay. okay here to we go. To save you some Google and to hopefully provide us parachute. <laughs> it is short for phone snubbing. And so the issue at hand oh. is that every time – Uh, Chase and David were in conversation. One accused the other of, if they were not doing the talking, uh, they were looking at their phones. And this article on... Hey, be more interesting. Wow. (laughs) Okay. Um, I guess it's attention. Uh, ATTN.com. How fubbing is hurting your relationship? And uh, it's the issue that in the the age in which we live with... um, uh, high speed data and smartphones and social networks um <laughs> wow caught in the act again um two episodes in a row now david by the way um i'm very upset at what's happening on facebook right now <laughs> uh, i'm just going to be honest i,
0: I have I, I finally was able to um after waiting for weeks to be able to uh capture get some some pictures off of chase's phone and uh, post them uh, these pictures that I posted have only have seven likes. But Chase threw up a little picture of me looking at my phone <laughs> during our earlier broadcast, and he has double double the attention. That really makes me mad. But anyway, yep. go ahead. Well, back well that to shows to the heart of the issue.
2: <laughs> <laughs> back to the but issue the, at the, hand. The article notes it is it is a distinctly modern dilemma. Um, but we are. We, we get into a situation where we are in, in – E- very even small groups or even one-on-one with with friends or even spouses in some situations and if the conversation lags at all, um, we pick up a smartphone, we pick up a tablet, um, sometimes even a laptop, and we are glued to it. Um, the article <laughs> you know, makes a great point of it with a cartoon. Uh, it's a man and woman sitting in a coffee shop. Hey, do you mind if I strap your phone on my forehead so I can pretend you're looking at me when I talk? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's I nice. do feel that way a lot of times when I'm trying to talk with David. But um, So really, to, to, we, we want to settle this issue with, with Chase and David, so to give them um, just some context of how... They make each other feel uh, We're going to we're gonna follow the article's lead here To get a sense of how often you and your partner Fub each other Answer each item <laughs> Hey guys hey, We
0: said earlier
2: we couldn't express it that
0: way I'm not sure um, That we can say that Answer each item on a Who scale Who edits from, this
2: show From one to five uh, One being never and five all the time uh, Chase first During a meal time Uh, that you and your partner spend together. Your partner pulls out and checks her phone. His or her phone. Who is our partner in this scenario? Each other. Like me and Chase? Yeah. Okay,
1: can we not use partner? I'm not sure. I'm not not a fan of partner either. (laughs) Can we use friend? uh, Yeah, friend friend or brother or something. Let's go with friend.
2: During a a typical mealtime, your man crush and uh, you spend together uh, the crush pulls out and checks his phone. I, I don't like crush okay. in this particular instance. Um, okay, how often does Chase
0: pull out his phone while him and I are together? Is yeah. that the question? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah, per hour or what? During a typical meal time. Okay, one whole meal. How often? Chase never eats with me. Ooh, I
2: do eat with ooh. you. From uh, one never to five all the time. Okay, I would actually... I, 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 oh. You need to let Chase speak and, and express his feelings. I thought I was going to an, a, answer we,
1: first. We, we, no, we gave it to Chase to answer first. In your face. Okay, how often does David during, during a, a meal? typical meal time, yes. Uh, uh, every time is, is five? Yeah, he does it every time. Okay. David?
0: Um, uh, Can I caveat my answer? Why not? Okay. Chase only does it once. At the beginning of the meal, he just never puts it down.
1: <laughs> Ooh, those, ah, nice, are some,
2: nice. those are some hurt feelings. Okay. Yeah. Um, your partner places his cell... I mean, I'm sorry. But saying partner, <laughs> your... Um, uh, he places his cell phone where they can see it when you two are together. <laughs> How David? often? Yes. One being never, five being all the time. Uh, five. All the time. Chase yeah, five. All right. Uh <clears throat> The dude keeps his cell phone in hand when they are with me, Chase. Yeah, all the time,
1: David. Not all the time. Wow. No, not a hundred percent of the time. No, hundred percent of like the time every for every encounter. hundred percent of the time with you. What? Do you have any evidence of that? Because I might have some on evidence that camping of the life trip. Person. On that camping trip. You. Hey, let's hold on. Hold on. Let's, I, I all was, right. Hand
0: check. I took your. I took can, your. <laughs> I took your phone wow, for a moment. Is it a youth I took your phone for a moment and just put it next to me and. Like, you sat down, and within 20 seconds, you were panicking. You were slapping. Yes, it's
1: because I you knew were, you were going to put something on my phone.
0: You were slapping your pockets. Front so and email back. my friends. You were, you, were trying, <laughs> you were trying to, you were doing all these things. You stayed on that phone 90% of that camping trip
2: and turned it around on me at the end. David, we just we made we just to use the bad. facts. Okay, let's not. Those get are into... facts. <sighs> Wow, I can see where your trouble is lying, Chase. Uh, yeah, um, me too. When when their cell phone rings or beeps, they pull it out even if you are in the middle of a conversation. David, do you feel like Chase does that? Um, One to five. Well, again, he doesn't really have
0: to pull it out because it's already in his hand in front of okay. his face, but I would say always, yes. It would
2: interrupt your conversation. Chase, yeah. how, how often do you feel an alert on the phone would interrupt
1: you and David's conversation? Uh, I, I will say if we're having a, a deep sort of intense uh, conversation or whatever, he will – he might glance at the alert or whatever, but he won't hundred percent of the time interrupt the conversation mm. to deal with it. That's,
2: I would actually say I, I see the I top. I think we of, can build on. I if see the top talking. I think we can build on. That. But I see the top of Never Chase's mind. head more than I do his face because it's
0: constantly. I think it, it's pretty clear it,
1: to me one of you wants to find a solution here. All right, I'm working um, towards it. Now I will say David gets a lot of alerts on his phone because he's got his Twitter set up. Yeah. Um, he's getting like just random tweets all the time, so he can't look at it constantly because it constantly goes off. I think th- I think we can agree it's a five on this next one. They glance at
2: their phone when talking to me. Yeah, that's that's pretty yeah. much always uh, happening during leisure time that uh, we are able to spend together. Uh, that never happens. They use. <laughs> that's okay, never, maybe we move on to that. That's um, a never on leisure time.
1: I'd be okay, curious. These, okay, now He's the so now heard. the questions
2: are getting um, rhetorical. Um, if there is a lull in the conversation, my partner will check his cell phone.
1: Quit saying partner.
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty, after the way this conversation is going, I feel pretty justified in using the term partner so you can bite me. Chase? <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm
1: astonished. <laughs> David, I feel like Nick has uncovered a problem here that we have. I think uh, you have. I, well, I will admit I have a problem David, with David, Chase is trying to build a bridge. I'm trying to reach out to you, buddy. I haven't, <laughs> Listen, I haven't even talked to Brad today. You, <laughs> oh,
0: my god. I'd like for you to <laughs> I'd like for you to ask um, some of Chase's other friends this whole survey, and I bet, mm. I, I bet they would be like, oh, I never see his phone out when we're together. Wow, wow.
2: because you certainly
0: won't answer my text messages if you're hanging out with some of your other friends
1: <laughs> I, In fairness, I, I mean, my phone does not get range at uh, some of my other friend's house.: Wow uh uh-huh. You're telling it me is, you don't
2: connect to their Wi-Fi
0: in 2000, okay, I do now: In 2015. I can't get text messages there. That's
1: why I don't answer. <laughs> well, I can't get Android text messages there. <clears throat> so we're we, on Android, right?
0: I, w- I want to I make the case that I really don't care how often Chase is on his phone. I Chase is a revisionist. What Chase does is if you point out something about Chase <laughs> – he will find a way to turn the whole thing back on you. Case in point, real quick.
2: Chase, this is what we call lawyer mode, David. Pr- prayer,
0: <laughs> meeting, prayer meeting, elder prayer meeting a couple of weeks ago.
1: You have told this story so many times.
0: Wait, have I already told it on the podcast? I think so. Okay. All right. Bottom line was Chase was ang- <laughs> Chase was angry and he turned the whole thing around on me, and by the end of church, everyone was asking me why I was so mad that day. Chase, that's what that's he impressive. does.
2: That's impressive. Well, so here's here's where the rubber a meets the road, I guess. <laughs> Please, no, we cannot. We don't have anyone who could stop you. Um, oh, hey, oh,
1: that sounds exciting.
2: So, all all seriousness, at large in society, guys, how often, how much of a problem? would you use the one to five scale here, from not a problem to five. It's an epidemic, um, as as it pertains to personal relationships. Um, how how problematic are our smart devices? Oh. I think for moving to a 5.
0: Yeah, I, I think there're five. I mean, I look, I am I am much more bothered by it than I am kind of leading my family right now. No no doubt. Look, there, it is like it's it's like a Pavlov's dog thing. It is. Like it's just every couple of minutes I need to look at this. I have to, look at it. to just I mean, I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's not like it, it even went off. It just I'm pulling it up and looking at it if if there's a law it's you know and mm-hmm. and one of the things that I've been convicted about lately is I've recognized how many times my kids come to say something to me, and oh yeah, I, they don't have yeah. my full attention i'm not I'm not looking them in the eye because I am looking at a message or I, i'm you know uh, checking something out on my phone, and it's mm-hmm. really again, it's not like they it's just surfing it's yeah. just oh, let me look at this app or let me check this page or let me do and it's constant and and really what I'm seeing at my house you know, is, um, you know, a lot of us in the home, there's these devices, and and I'm okay with that. It's not that I think they should just be gotten rid of, but there are times where, and I just realized, I mean, we're not doing things as a family. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there are times where it's just everyone's on one of these. And, uh, yeah, I'm quite bothered by it. I honestly don't quite know how to reverse the... um,
2: you know, the, the, the course. But I do think that the course needs to be altered. Yeah. Well, Chase, I'll you know, uh, we need to kind of transition out of the segment. But um, acknowledging that it's an issue, Chase, and, and um, you know, if I think of tech connected people, I mean, <laughs> the three of us kind of fit that bill. Um, what are what are strategies that you um have seen success with or advice you would give folks if, if they recognize this, maybe how to communicate to a loved one in their life that this seems to be an issue um, that, that needs to be addressed or just practically, like David's mentioned, he he recognizes himself as in situations that something needs
1: to address. How would you encourage someone or, or guide them? Well, um, gee whiz, I mean, this is like going to Alcoholics Anonymous and finding one of the worst people there and say, hey, what are your tips on avoiding <laughs> alcohol? But, uh, w- well, if what, they're successful, they're the person I want to ask. Well, maybe. Just... <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely a struggler. Uh, one of the things I, I try to do, uh, specifically to my, my real partner, my wife, is uh, if we go on a date or, or something like that, I will try to keep the phone put up. Um, you, you know, oftentimes if we go on a date, our kids will be babysitting, so you can't turn it off just in case there's a problem. Sure. But uh, I'm not going to be checking uh, Twitter or Instagram or email or text from other
2: people or something like that. Do you even kill some of those social media notifications during that time, or do you? I don't go that far, although that's probably a good idea. See, I'll get um, sucked in. Like, I'm, I'm checking it to see if they comment about the kid, and all of a sudden, you know, I got three new on
1: Facebook and two new on Twitter, and it's like... Oh, oh, I no. start
2: twitching. Like.
1: Okay, I, don't get, I will say this. I don't get those kind of notifications okay, on, okay. My, on my home screen. I have to actually open the app. That, that is one thing I've, I've done that I, I think is very strategy. helpful. Um, the only thing I get is a text message uh, notification. I will not get email noti- I, I think we, we have done a lot of over-notifying, and that's very dangerous. That increases the good problem. Work. So I'll, just, I'll turn my phone over, and it, it, if it's a text or whatever, I'll flip it over, look, and turn it back. Hmm. Um, and and honestly, that is only a minor step. I, I do feel like we, as as a society, we as believers, we've got to do a better job of this uh, of putting our phones up, uh, or of not just willy nilly getting them out and, and 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 going through it when there's a lull in the conversation. Yeah, we do as humans. We do do some of our best thinking when we're not engaged with media like there there's a sub there's a subreddit on reddit right now shower thoughts and i think for a lot of 2015 society one of the very few times when we're actually thinking mm-hmm. is in the shower and that that's kind of a tragedy we should be doing some more thinking uh without outside input yeah uh, you know i noticed this in my <laughs> own life
2: i noticed the issue whenever um, i you know, admittedly the gadget people in here and, you know, I had a smartphone early, albeit, you know, early on it was a BlackBerry, but it was enough of a connection that I, I was always connected. And, you know, as technology progressed, I got the newest, coolest toy. And it wasn't until my wife got a smartphone and got a, you know, better smartphone with better notifications that I realized how stinking annoying that was. And that's, that's probably the thing. And I had, I realized how long, I had let technology distract me from her in that. And that was one of the things that has helped me. For me, I always had a laptop around or a computer around or something. Um, And that's one of the things that helped me, just how frustrating, frankly, it was, you know, that something kind of stops. And, you know, she kind of goes to that to to check up with people or even, you know, a, a little kind of. Time waster game, um, and in in one respect, I'm glad she she has it to relax and things like that. But you know, I just realized the impact it has, and so I uh, I don't know that I have strategies. I've I have been working to uh, better my notification system, not dissimilar to what you're talking about. That, but it's filtering. How do you make sure the important things get through and and the others don't? Because um, there are you know there are people that message me through Facebook, and not any other way, and so you know. It is it is a difficult, but it's a, it's a practical uh, need. So, Mr. McConnell, do you have any tips, real quick, before we? No,
0: move I, on? I mean I, I think um, I, I've mentioned before, and and you know I, I guess one of the places where I have really tried to uh, make some headway there is is at dinner. Um, we we eat out a pretty good bit. That's just kind of our family dynamic, and so I, I've done a lot to just try to leave the phone in the car, and uh, I don't let the kids have. Uh, their phones, or, or they don't have phones, but their um, iPods or whatever that, yeah. you know at dinner the gadget. But uh, yeah, I mean, we th- there is a it, it is an area where we need a lot of work, and it's it's just trying to figure out um, you know a, a what that looks like and what that needs, and, and I, I do I, I think it's hurting communication. I think it's hurting. I, you know, I, I think it's keeping people from communicating. I think people are losing the ability to communicate. Uh, I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I, I just, I think relationally, people are losing the art of face-to-face conversations, and, um, uh you know, I, I think we're not listening well to each other. I think, um, and I think it's happened with husbands and wives and with kids, and so I, I, you know, I think. I think it's there's so many great things about it. There's so many, you know, um, positives, but at the same time, there there's detriments, and there are things that that we need to um, I've got to work on in our yeah. home. So, uh, it's, tough it's an issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna move into. Uh, let, let's do it real quick. Just to, in case you're you know listening for the first time, uh, this is the Gospel Friends. Uh, you can find some of our our past episodes going to our website thegospelfriends.com as we do here at episode 78 we can get all the uh, past episodes there we'd love for you to um, uh, give us a good shout out review on iTunes if you've never listened to the show before or if you've never reviewed the show uh, that would be a big help to us so if you're a regular listener or a first time listener and you've never done a review we would greatly appreciate you going to iTunes and and uh, and give us a, a review um, and you can also get us uh, Twitter at MyGospelFriends. And uh, we have some, uh, if you ever want to leave us a voicemail, uh, if it's good enough, we might put it on the show. Uh, Nick, what's those, what's those numbers? 205
2: 575 97354. Just regular voicemail if there's an international or long distance issue for you. Speakpipe.com. Slash the Gospel Friends. You can also email us thegospelfriends at gmail.com.
0: So, uh, Chase, we're going to uh, move into a uh, segment talking about the uh, latest Christian controversy, uh, heresy or not. Is it, to, is it Christian controversy or Christian UFC match? Uh, probably uh, so Christian UFC match. We're not talking about Christian the red cage match. We're not mm. talking about the red cups anymore. Which, uh, by the way, I just want to say. Um, for all the Christians that were enraged about the red cups, I never heard one of them. I never, heard, I never did either. I never saw a single nothing on my news feed. Um, nothing, uh, uh, you know, it in was conversations. That one guy. It, it was the one guy that started. By the way, that, how did he become famous? I will say that he He, he, I became, don't know. Fra- he became famous ranting and doing oh, rants. Geez. But I will say he he did a video um, at the end of the week that's worth listening to. I think there was still, I don't know, it still kind of struck me a little bit as self-serving, but it was pretty interesting about, um, uh, he ended up apologizing to Bruce Jenner at the end of the video because he's ranted on Bruce Jenner many, many times. And and he just mentioned that all of the pushback he got out of that video or off that video, he could understand why there were people who were um, tempted to commit suicide. And that as much as he is, he had berated personally Bruce Jenner for his decisions after this week he had had, he realized what a – what. That that was not the Christ-like thing to do, and so he did an apology to Bruce Jenner. So it's it's a pretty interesting huh. video. I don't I don't even know the guy's name, but it's the dude that started the whole Christian Cup controversy. Yeah, so Fierstein Christmas Cup, Fierstein Christmas Fierstine Cup.
1: Verse. I don't know how to pronounce his name either.
0: But the latest is over refugees. So Chase, lead us into uh, this segment.
1: Yeah. So between uh, today and the last time we recorded the show, which was two weeks ago, uh, obviously the the terrible terrorist attacks happened in Paris, um, which uh, has has brought to the forefront a discussion. Again, we had uh, about, what, four, four or five episodes ago uh, about the issue of Syrian refugees and uh, what to do about them. David, you sent us uh, an interesting uh, post on Facebook um, that I'll let you tell a little bit more about here in just a second, but uh, essentially on Jen Hatmaker's uh, page, there was a war between Christians who were strongly advocating for the United States of America to accept uh, Syrian refugees and Christians who were fighting hard against the idea that uh, the United States of America should accept uh, Syrian refugees. We're not going to debate that issue, and quite frankly, I, I don't know about you guys, uh, I have not changed my view since uh, five episodes ago. The, the terrorist attacks did not change that. I am uh I am I, I am in favor of accepting Syrian refugees with proper uh as as much caution and protection as possible as much screening as possible but I realize that yes that might uh uh, that might cause some, some problems. I realize that terrorists might slip in. Uh, that's, I, I'm not okay with that, but that is the reality. But what I'd really like to talk about a little more today is how we disagree with each other. Because here's the thing. I saw Christians that I know personally. Uh, I, I saw Christians who are very much pro-allowing the United States to... Um, to have these Syrian refugees come here, I saw them fairly viciously attack Christians who were against it, and vice versa. And here's the thing: here's what I think is is, is the crux of this whole issue. The there are good, wise, godly people on both sides, mm-hmm. and 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 th- there are people that are opposed to allowing Syrian refugees to come here because they value protection in a good, godly sort of way. And on the other hand, there are people that want refugees to come here because they want to, they value compassion. They want to reach out in love and follow Jesus' directives and that. Um, and I get that. But brothers and sisters, we should not be attacking each other for this thing, for the, for this issue, um, I see the compassionate Christians essentially attacking the protectionist Christians for being completely without compassion, which is not true. They're emphasizing comp- they're emphasizing protection, and and I see the protection oriented Christians completely attacking the compassion ones for being naive and, and lacking <coughs> wisdom there are certain ways we have to interact with each other. So, so David, to you first, what's your take on this issue? What did you see on Jen Hatmaker's page that struck you so much, and where are we missing it?
0: Yeah, I, I, um, I was trying to see which episode. I don't know if you guys remember which one that we discussed the refugees on. But anyway, it, it, it's been a recent episode. Um, but, But I will say I don't think we all – had an agreement uh, about it. Uh, my view that would in, be episode 69 Sixty nine. Okay. September twentieth. Thank you very much. How'd you find that so fast? Probably ahead in his notes. Uh, okay. Google. Cool. All right. So uh, episode sixty nine, and when we yeah we um we did not uh, we didn't we didn't all have the same um uh, view on it. As a matter of fact, sixty nine is that the episode where that's the
1: episode, that's the episode where Nick the free Nick episode. Yeah, yeah. So
0: I think I believe you and I took a. A bit of a different take, had a different take on the issue. You and know, um, I did, yes. And I, no one will ever know what Nick's take was because his mic wasn't working. But uh, uh, yeah, as so, you would have it all the time. So this week, um, I, I'm not. All right, so I don't. I'm not friends, or I don't follow Jen Hatmaker on Facebook. Um, Nor do I. Someone who I'm friends with does I actually. I. Th- it may have been someone who listens to the uh, podcast that I'm friends with. but So it's, you know how they do that? If you like a post, yes. it'll show up in your feed. Now, my wife does like Jen Hatmaker. As does mine. And has been to some of her conferences. And so Jen Hatmaker, essentially, she, she makes a post um, that really isn't talking about refugees, mm-hmm. although it had the feeling that it was talking about refugees. Well, she like was totally it was,
1: talking about the situation.
0: She was... In a
1: coy sort of she
0: way. was. She never mentioned refugees, but she, yeah. you know, I read it and went, okay, you're talking about refugees. So essentially, it, it, it. She starts off. She says, "It really can be dreadful. This Jesus life. I completely agree and suffer through all the same anxiety about it. I desire about 64 percent of Jesus. That's about all of him and his ways I can handle. And and so she she says, um, you know, Jesus, when you tell me that um, I need to see prisoners and the hungry and the stranger and I need to see you, that's a low blow. When I see a prisoner, I want to see a criminal. When I see the homeless, I want to see an addict. When I see a refugee, okay, she actually did mention refugees. I didn't see that the first time. My apologies. When I see a refugee, I want to see threat or at least financial drain. What I do not want to see is your sweet face. Uh, So um, immediately this lady... Ashley comes on and essentially tells Jen Hatmaker comments and says "Hey, you're being manipulative um, you are causing people to think that by seeing someone who is a threat as a threat and not Jesus that um, they will be guilted into thinking you know letting refugees into the US is a biblical mandate and uh, you know Jen came back and, and actually you know kind of gave her a I, I didn't think it was a, a bad response or she was not in any way um, mean to her but man other people after her they you know roasted this Ashley girl I mean they they came on and just I mean it was they didn't cuss at her or they didn't threaten her family <laughs> or anything but it was pretty vile like it was it was it was in that way, it was very, uh, the way they came after her was, uh, it was potent. And I just thought, man, you know, <laughs> you are all Christians attacking each other. And then there were some people who came on and started defending Ashley. And so it just kind of broke out into this war on Hatmaker's page. And,
2: um, so this uh, is, apparently that's this isn't Facebook at large this is a believers yeah, page where yeah. she starts talking about wanting to be more Christ like and the struggle within her to be more Christ like and her presumably largely believing followers so i i guess my thought about this the thing that makes me more sad is this isn't Facebook this is almost a christian community within facebook and these pe- folks roast each other
0: yeah this is a yeah exactly i mean you know she was trying to you know Make a point using Scripture and, um, you know, I guess not unlike, you know, what maybe Chase did on episode 69. Uh, I, I don't remember actually what you – exactly what your um, your evidence or your reasoning from the Bible was if, if you gave some about the issue. Matthew 25. Matthew 25. For the most part. Okay. So, which I think, you know, that's what she was trying to do was to use the Scripture to – to kind of show her view. I, I don't, you know, I was it manipulative? I mean, again, I kind of read it and went, ah, okay, I, I see what you're doing there. But but the point is the response from other Christians toward her and toward the person that disagreed with her was pretty violent. Without being physically violent, it was violent in other ways. And you know, I sent it to to these two guys and just said, I, I, we're in the midst of our latest war, you know, our latest yeah. war in Christendom. And, um, you know, I, we see this often. We've talked on this show about the war, maybe that Christianity feels like it's in with the culture. And so maybe it's a boycott star uh, boycott Starbucks because they don't put Christmas on the cup, you know, or something like that. But this is Christian versus Christian. And... Why, you know, how can we disagree in a Christ-like way? That, that's, why do we have to, what causes us to react violently toward each other in defense of our views, and, you know, why can't, why can't we find a way to disagree with just going, okay, I see your point. You and I don't really agree on this refugee issue, um, totally. I am compelled by your Matthew 25 Instance uh, by your Matthew twenty-five uh, presentation. At the same time, I kind of counter back. Okay, but I don't. You know, Romans thirteen says the government has authority and the sword, and they can make these decisions. And there, I don't see us trying to force a secular government into a biblical standard. So, you and I can kind of going back and forth on that and, and, and having a talk about it. You may be right at the end of the day. Um, so why is it a war? Why why do these things turn it? Is it because we love our country more than we love Christ? Is it is it loving politics more than Christ? What causes that? that I think that's the issue because this is not. I think the flesh causes
2: it. Yeah, it's emotional. Group
0: Sin thing. the devil. Okay, let's move to the next me- no, no. segment. I we said the flesh.
2: <laughs> well, but I mean, it, it's emotional. I, I call it emotional groupthink, but but it, it is in. The world, and, and you, you know, you want to blame the faceless, evil media, and and, and all this. But I, I do think it's our sin nature. I, I do think the enemy is trying to divide us, one from another, so we are um, islands to ourselves. But also, so the the name of Christ um, is in the eyes of of many tarnished because of our. Hatred for one another, and not love. Yeah. Not dissimilar to a message someone preached at the Hall of Dogwood Church this morning. Um, but but it's it, it is emotional group th- think in in my mind, especially on the internet. Um, you you have to agree with with one or the other, and, and you know you you like the way somebody says something or, or or what they've said in the past, so you latch on, and you almost it's you latch on. Sometimes to part of it, not the totality of it, but then you find yourself defending them and it's just this heightened emotion just a stew of a a conflict and, and by the time you get to the end of it, a lot of times rationality has left the building.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I have another I, I I wonder if um I wonder if we are to blame somewhat church culture wise you guys maybe think about your your growing up in church. Um, my growing up in church was always you came to a building on Sunday, you listened to a guy give a message telling you how things were, and you left and went home. And maybe you had a Sunday school class where someone else presented a lesson. I don't ever remember being engaged in discussion. I don't ever remember being um, in an environment where, it was encouraged to ask questions or it was encouraged to to talk or have discussions or quote-unquote debates on issues. And I wonder if we've not given a pe- people an opportunity to, to really know how to do that culturally in a church. Like, do we, do we not promote people asking questions enough or being able to sit down in a group and have a discussion and go back and forth on ideas? And so nobody really has a lot of experience with
1: that. Um, I think this is very insightful. Look, look. I, I, let's go microcosm into the Hall of Dogma. We have lost people from our Facebook group because of the way we disagree about things in the Hall mm-hmm. of Dogma. Not um, that we disagree, the way we disagree. The way <laughs> we disagree, yeah, yeah. And, and, and look, I don't demand uh, 100% wisdom, 100%... Uh, peace, lovingness, etc. I know that there is a place for for strong disagreement among believers. In fact, I think sometimes strong disagreement among believers God uses to bring us to a place of truth. Paul and Peter had a strong disagreement, but I see way too much bombastic rhetoric where we act like daggum politicians. Um, I, again, I've I've seen the 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 sort of liberal Christians just raking the conservative Christians over the coals on this issue, and vice versa. And I'm like, my goodness, it, it's it's how can you in, in a situation where Jesus tells us that the world will know whether or not we're believers by whether or not we love each other, John thirteen thirty five, 35. Uh, that will be the identifying sign that um, uh, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. How can we think that it is acceptable to attack each other even if the other person is wrong, like like for instance, if I think your position on the refugees is wrong, and, and quite frankly, I don't know. It, your argument that the government should keep danger out in light of Romans thirteen is a good argument, and I, I don't know how a reasonable person could think. Anything other than that they might disagree with it, but it's a reasonable argument i don't think I don't know how a reasonable Christian could not see that there is a possibility that Jesus would have us sacrifice ourselves uh in the name of compassion mm. um right right or wrong, but being bombast bombastically disagreeing with each other is 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 ridiculous to me it's it's such it's it is a high level of ungodliness and arrogance and maybe. arrogance
0: assuming you have the right position yes man, and
1: that, dismissive, that you know the dismissive right answer dismissive rhetoric is the same sort of thing somebody says something passionate from the heart and you're just like meh or or whatever or uh, you know it, dismissive rhetoric which again we see in the hall of dogma we see on facebook we see christians acting this way towards each other i, I think it's is just as bad as bombastic rhetoric it, it's it's either i don't care about your opinion enough to to engage with you or i'm just going to be completely dismissive i don't think that broadcasts john 13:35 Kind of love to the world, and I, I think it's a, I think it's a trend in politics, and I expect it there. It's it mm. sh- brothers, this should not be of us, and it is too often of me and you and listeners. Well,
2: but your tie to politics is is telling there because for so many people, their politics and faith are intertwined to an unhealthy degree. So I, agree there,
0: with you. I think there's an interesting there is to I think social media wise, we can go back to the opening discussion about the phones Um, we are in a world that is increasingly connected but in a way increasingly disconnected so we 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 have the ability to essentially see where someone is at any moment if you want to let them in let them you know if you want to share your location on your phone with them you can get in contact with someone instantaneously without calling them just through a through a message or a variety of uh, messengers But we're increasingly disconnected by that in terms of interpersonal communication. People text before they call, typically now, and have long conversations over social media without face-to-face communication. So the connectedness in some ways I think is disconnecting us, and we're losing the ability to be able to to share – um, and, and then you have these, essentially, everybody has their own pulpit to speak from because you have a Facebook and you can put a status or you can mm. put an opinion and you can do it without having to see someone else's face or their emotions or have any interactions with them.
2: Or you can start a blog and,
0: and then that means your voice matters. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> well, and, and, you know, it's I, – I think there is a um, – there's a degree of that, number one, that lends itself to misunderstanding. I, I do think – I think the Hall of Dogma on Facebook – that's our Facebook group. I don't think we mentioned it earlier, hallofdogma.com. It's an interesting place because there – like you said, there have been people who have left because they see some of those interactions out there, and they go, I don't want to be a part of that. Because to them, it is an, argumentative or dismissive. But then some of the people who are in those discussions are like, we've gotten to know each other. We know – how to interact there's some sarcasm here because that's us and they find it pretty fulfilling so it's 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 an interesting thing but i think it leads to misunderstanding because of the communication you know nick shows up the other day um him and i talking face to face because he he essentially thought there was an aggravation mm-hmm. from me toward him because of something that i'd put in a text message and so he came to me face to face to go hey Were we just kidding here, or was there something really going on? I was like, oh, man, no, we were just joking. But even as long as we've known each other, Mm -hmm. that medium causes this – I don't get where you're coming from. You can read what
2: you think the person – you can read their tone. Yeah,
0: yeah, What you want their tone to be, I guess. So I think that's one problem, but I do think the second problem, obviously you don't have to read tone to see some of these attacks or just violent (laughs) attacks, and I think it's from that medium. I don't think – I wonder really, would that girl have said that to Jen Hatmaker had they been sitting over coffee? Or would those people who attacked that girl have said that had they been in the room together? Maybe some of those, yes, but I have a feeling that a lot of those conversations, they would not have felt that boldness to say. And so I think the connectedness is also causing us issues. But um, I want to say this, I'll let Chase get us out of the segment in terms of what he wants to end on, but... You mentioned John 13, I think. I want to read the passage that I mentioned this morning. John 17, um, Jesus prayed, Father, may all of them, talking about Christians, be one as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you sent me. Um, It is the unity of God's people that is the great apologetic for the gospel?
1: Yes, and well, oh, that's quotable right there. And seeing you,
0: you make that up, uh, probably heard it somewhere. Oh, some that's point. good. Somebody tweet that. Uh, it, it's
2: that's lay claim to it quick.
0: That's what Jesus is saying. Yes, I have. You know, this is how people are going to know the gospel is true because of your unity, and that's our first and you know foremost responsibility is making disciples, and we're going to make disciples. Through the unity of the church, in part, and so uh, people are not seeing that right now in some of these debates and arguments.
1: And, and some of you out there are like, I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear it in the hall. They're, meh, or they're going to be dismissive, or, <laughs> or, or you know, what no. do we do when people are wrong? You don't win people over by ultra criticism, especially believers. That is not part of our toolkit. That is not something given to us. Uh, Galatians 5, you quoted the scripture, I will will also, David. Galatians 5, 13, Paul says, You are called to be free, brothers. Only don't use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but serve one another through love. For the entire law is fulfilled in one statement, love your neighbor as yourself, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out or you will be consumed by one another. And I think far too often Christians in social media are, are fulfilling Galatians 5.15. They are biting and devouring each other and being consumed by one another, and a world is looking on and chuckling at the irony. Yep. Amen. Nick, any, anything else? Uh, good. I mean, I said what I've...
0: Hey, send us uh, your comments and your questions. Can rant and go on. But, uh, but do it in such a way, please, that... Um, doesn't hurt our feelings. Doesn't hurt our feelings. And uh, for, for you in the hollow dog, I just want to say I love you guys. As do I. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I just want to throw that out there. In case, in
1: fact, I probably love you more than David. Oh,
0: <sighs> I'm kidding. Well, let me tell you who I think we can ask. Chase, do you love? And that is Seventh Day Adventist, DSDA. <laughs> who? This is going to be a good conversation. All right. So uh, sure. here, here's the deal, long. Sharpen your sword. I, I, I mentioned to Chase not too long ago. I was like, Hey, we we need to. Go ahead and get ready to have a discussion about seventh day adventist if I'm even saying that right the s d a uh because it's going to start coming up because ben carson is has gained in popularity some as a presidential candidate and yes. he is a uh he's an s d a guy and so you know when Mitt Romney was running for president several years ago, we had an old podcast. Uh, video cast called Faith Today, and we talked about Mormons a lot, and are they Christians? Because that question was continually coming up. So I think that question is going to come up, and sure enough, like a couple of days later, got a text message from a buddy here at the Hall of Dogma Which Church, buddy? and he was uh, shout out to Walter, Walter, Walter Yuskovich. Yeah. So Walter was asking, uh, "Hey man, what what's up with uh, you know? What, what do you think about SDA? Uh, what I haven't heard much of it, and." You know, I've got some guys at work or or something like that that are SDA guys, and I'm wondering, you know, about them. And uh, so, you know, kind of happened pretty quickly. Uh, I admit I have not over the years known a lot about the SDA. I used to work with a guy who was an SDA guy. And all I really knew was that he refused to work on Saturday. And I always thought that um, – I don't actually think he went to church. I actually think he just used that as his reasoning to get out of work on Saturday. Um, I may be wrong about that, but uh, I really have not known a lot about him. I did a little bit of research for this on the show. But, uh, you know, Chase, if, if you, you have kind of an overview of the SDA you want to throw out to us, I, for some reason I just think maybe you know a little bit uh, about them.
1: I am certainly no expert. Uh, I will say the the Seventh-day Adventists arose uh, in the 1800s, the mid-1800s, out of the ashes of uh, a movement that was called Millerism, led by a man named William Miller, who predicted, uh, (laughs) who did the whole predict Jesus is going to come back on a certain date. Then he recalculated... Which has always worked out well. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I just... I, I don't want to violate the spirit of what we said earlier, but it is it is amongst the stupidest things that a Christian <laughs> can do to predict the time that Jesus is going to come back. But we mean that in a very loving way oh, that is just, no, in no way violent toward you. I'm just <laughs> Violent. Gosh, it's just so silly to do that. Don't do that. Um, and, and you're saying it's silly essentially because Jesus went. Hey, nobody's going to know. <laughs> Precisely. And
0: so then all these people go, well, he didn't really mean nobody. Yes. I clearly will know.
1: <laughs> and and I clearly will know through math. Come on. Which
0: none of us are really good at at the end of the day.
1: And, and when you really look at how the calendars have changed over the years yes. and the fact that – Oh, my goodness. It's just mind-boggling. Anyway, um, uh, so Miller predicted uh, that Jesus would come back a couple times, 1843, March 21st, 1844, and uh, uh, April 18th, 1844. I mean, he did it twice in the same year, and, and it just didn't work out. This led to something called uh, the great disappointment among William Miller's followers, um, which is is kind of humorous to think about now, there re- but there really is. You can actually, uh, there's a Wikipedia article on the great disappointment. Um, uh, but essentially, there were uh, there were somewhere between fifty to fifty thousand to five hundred thousand uh, Millerites followers, and they ultimately became. Uh, Adventists. The uh, part of them went into the Advent Christian Church. Part of them went into the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Um, and the Seventh-day Adventists, in particular, were extremely influenced by a woman whom they consider a prophet. Ellen White. Ellen White. I didn't yes. get that much Very information good. ahead of time. Very good. Good job, David. Yeah. Point to you. <laughs> they are Sabbatarians. Uh, sat- uh, sab- uh, sab- uh, Saturday Sabbatarians. They believe the Sabbath is on Saturday. That is the only acceptable day for worship, and they believe in uh, keeping the Sabbath and several other Old Testament-type um, laws. They have some distinctive beliefs, uh, such as they believe that Jesus is currently in heaven right now performing atonement, uh, sort of a further atonement. Um, it's, as in his original work was not
0: that sufficient?
1: A, a, and a, a, sort of. I, I, hate, I hate to be a little bit <laughs> okay. wishy. Kind of. Uh, a little bit wishy-washy <laughs> about that. Essentially, it depends on who you ask. I wonder if we have any SDA guys listening to the podcast we might. Okay. Uh, an SDA person would say, no, the work of Christ on the cross was sufficient. Uh, a, a, somebody from the outside might say, well, why is Jesus still performing atonement in heaven? And that is a difficult question to answer. Um, some would say that the Seventh-day Adventists are not believers in justification through faith alone. Um, because there's some law there, there's that, that particular view. Just like the Catholics. What do you think about the Catholics? I think oh, they I'm distort sorry. the gospel. But anyway, that's
0: that's that's a bit of an overview. All right, so I'll right. I, I look at some of these things. Here, here's, I think, a great question, and that is, you know, is... Um, all right, so if somebody came along and said, hey, uh, dude, what is a Baptist? I have never heard of Baptists before. What do they believe in? And somebody were to say, well, you know, they believe in... Um, Potlucks and fried chicken, and they uh, believe in once saved always saved, and they believe in baptism that you know doesn't doesn't save, just as a, a symbol. They uh, don't believe in active spiritual gifts. They don't believe in tongues for today. They don't believe in um, uh, you know people with the gift of healing, yada yada. They could describe a lot of core Southern Baptist beliefs. We're Southern Baptist. We're Southern Baptist Church. Yep. You and I have uh, – well, my ordination is a Southern Baptist ordination. I don't know if you have multiple ordinations, so I don't really know which one you claim. Well, my most recent one is Was a Southern, Southern, Southern Baptist, Baptist ordination. ordination. Uh, but doing a deep dive into the history of Southern Baptist and what Southern Baptists have traditionally believed would probably not lead you to the best conclusion about what we believe. Um, in other words, there are some – more traditional Southern Baptist beliefs that you and I would not hold. Um, for example, we are both continuationist and correct. that is not always a label that goes with uh, Southern Baptists. Yes. I say all that to say... Or ever. Yeah, I say all that to say, can you be an SDA guy and not adhere to all Absolutely. of those original SDA beliefs? That's correct. Um, and, in, and in that case, I think it's maybe a little difficult for me, just to go, okay, SDA is a cult, or they're not Christian. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the denomination is, but people could be in it and not be. I, see, I, I, that's the issue. See, is I don't really this, know what they teach
2: week in and week out. We have this conversation about every other denomination when we talk about them, though. Down to Catholics, we've we have said before there could be mark say, this one. Nuclear Nick
0: believes Catholics is a denomination of the whoa, Christian Church. So. Oh, oh. That's which a would big put deal. you at odds with Chase?
2: Where's my fighting glove? <laughs> I'm sorry, Nick. Go ahead. No, I'm good. No, go on. <laughs> but we we do this with every every religious group that claims Christ. Um, we go well, but some of them could be Christians. Where do we? I mean. Well, okay, like for SDA... You can you can if, embrace a lot of things because, well, some of them could be Christians.
0: Well, that's the thing we talked about, what, an episode or two ago about essential doctrines and right. like, what's, Heresy, yeah. what's essential, what's non-essential, and where's the, you know, pursuing truth in those essential uh, or what we call non-essential, and how do you decide? Um, I would say this, if, if the only disagreement I had with an SDA brother was the sabbath i don't think that's heresy or a reason to break fellowship i think paul covers that in the new testament about you know the some people are going to find days that they need to observe and that's going to be a big deal to them and you know i think you may say some of the, those are the more immature but in maturity it may not be a big deal to you but don't Them's five more. That's not, a, that's not an issue. Like, don't let that be an issue to break fellowship over. Um, you know, so, so to me, if, if, if like it's just the Sabbath deal, that's not a deal. And I certainly wouldn't say that's a deal that keeps you out of heaven. Um, some of their other beliefs, I mean, some SDA guys from what I read, um, they are annihilationist. And and but we have annihilationists in the Hall of Dogma from sure. multiple <laughs> denominations. That's right. Annihilationists being um, we actually have some annihilationists I think here at the Hall of Dogma Church. Annihilation essentially being that you, you are not of, you are not suffering eternal hell. Yes, you essentially God will destroy you at some point in hell at some point. Um, they some SDA beliefs it, uh, more towards soul sleep. I read, so uh, when you die, you don't immediately go to be with the Lord, but your soul is in a sleep until Christ comes back, which is, again, that's not a belief I have. I don't think that is the best biblical um, stance. But I do know Christians who believe that, and I don't think that would be an issue to break fellowship over. Um, I do think we should pursue truth in those Questions, which is what we talked about on a recent episode, but so I, I guess it's more of are they Christian? Uh, it's the individual.
1: Well, it I seems. think it's the individual in any denomination. In, an, in any denomination, which is what, what Nick was Nick saying, saying. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I will say Nick wins. <laughs> All right, let's go. On. I do not <laughs> believe Seventh Day Adventism is is a cult. I, I think that's going too far. I have some serious concerns. With uh, some of their doctrines, and uh, you know, in particular, their emphasis on Ellen White as an authoritative prophetic voice. Uh, I, there's there's some good things Miss White taught, and there's some troubling things that she taught. I, I think the SDA Church seems to be heavy on legalism in a bad sort of way. Um, I disagree with their doctrines, much like I would disagree with a uh, classical Church of Christ view. Uh, about music, uh, musical instruments, the, the view that God doesn't want to be worshiped by musical instruments. Um, but uh, I, I will say, um, probably right now, if I had to vote for president, I would vote for Ben Carson um, p- because uh, I find him to be quite reasonable and and not given to uh, bombastic foolishness that I see in some of the other By candidates. Ben Carson, you mean Donald Trump? I do not oh, okay. mean Donald Trump. Donald well, Trump I is the you very to... poster child of what we were talking about earlier. Well, okay, so child probably intended there speaking um, uh, fighting
0: words. Uh, yeah, well, I I think it's uh you know, and again, I I I really don't know their beliefs enough and so it's it's kind of that you know, I did read that some some SDA uh churches really hold that strong belief in Ellen White and um You know, that, as you said, Christ has entered into this second phase of his redemptive work. And so I definitely think there are some potential for really big doctrinal issues there, especially based on what do you mean by Christ continuing his redemptive work? Because I think if you are saying that Christ's work was not finished on the cross— that's you're a ge- problem. you're that's a problem you're, yeah. you're, you are getting into or you are at heresy and um i would say the same if um you know um you know if you are giving authority to ellen white that is equal authority to the bible or something along those lines so so a lot of potential problems um but you know i i, I at the same time it seems like you you could certainly be a true Christ follower in a SDA church. So I, I would really be interested if you are listening to the podcast and you have SDA experience or you're an SDA member now or uh, maybe just have a friend or something that you could shed some light, would love to get a voicemail from you or an email and uh, like to follow up and maybe hear a little bit more because I, I do not have a lot of experience with that group.
2: Here's here's my question. Will his denomination, if he, if he gets the Republican nomination, keep you from voting for him?
0: Uh No, I, I don't I don't, I don't Obviously so, it wouldn't, but, Chase.
2: I wasn't sure. I didn't think it would either. Uh, you know,
0: I'm w- concerned about it. We wrestled yeah. around with that, you know, with Mitt Romney. And my, my thing with Romney always was believing Mormonism is a cult. I was, um, you know, it was always the issue to me of, are you more troubled by someone who is a practical atheist or someone who is deceived? By a false religion, and that's a really tough call. That's a tough call, and um, and I, I thought it was a tough call, and we talked about that on our old podcast quite a bit. So, um, but no, I, I would not not vote for him. Yeah,
1: um, I affirm that the Constitution says there will be no religious test for somebody running for office. But I will say I probably would not. It, it would be very unusual circumstance that would have me vote for a Mormon. Uh, but I, I could vote for Ben Carson.
0: I think it's an interesting question, and you know, it's. Uh,
1: really?
2: I, I don't.
0: I don't think. Um, I I don't know. I think it's extremely hard for an evangelical Christian to be elected president of the United States, you better um,
1: believe it is. and and I don't think Carson's going to get the nod. Yeah, because and because of that,
0: you know, I think so. I, I think that's difficult, and I think it'd be difficult as president to
2: kind of live that out. You but, think he's um, going to lose the nomination? I do. Really? Interesting. Uh, oh,
1: so, oh, so let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, okay, let's get political, more political. Question number one, who would you vote for? Question number two, who do you think the Republican nominee is going to be? And we did this a couple of weeks ago. Know, let's, let's see if let's, it's changed. Yeah, yeah, let's see if it's changed. We didn't predict who we thought the nominee was going to be.
0: No, we did not. And I think I would actually change part of my wording from last time.
2: Ah, uh, shoot. Um... From what I know of the various people, Carson is probably my guy at this point that I would I would vote for. Um I think Hillary gets the Democratic nomination and I I I just don't know who gets the Republican one right now. A Hillary I, Hillary's got the Democratic. I Democrats. think I think the Republicans are too divided. You know, Bernie Sanders is that guy that looks like a viable candidate but whenever the rubber meets the road, Hillary's going to just Bulldoze him, the Republicans. There's just still too many. I mean, there's still too many hands in the cookie jar, and and I think a, a guy like Trump looks good right now, um, but I, I don't know when people actually go to the ballot box if they actually can really check his name. Uh, that's um, uh, yeah. That that's. I don't think f- I don't think he gets. It uh so for me I, I i don't know
0: i mean i'm i'm still really trying to watch the process i don't know if it was today um probably ben carson i said last time maybe jeb bush i've really turned from that uh, jeb kind of striking me as a goober right now i don't i don't uh <laughs> I, I really thought there was a little bit more substance there and i'm not sure there there is um I've, I've looked like my brother and my dad, right? <laughs> so you're going to like me. <laughs> I've looked a little harder, Marco Rubio, just because he's kind of come on a little bit stronger lately, and so trying to kind of look a little bit more about what he's about. And, he's a name uh, that
2: I've wanted to look more yeah, into. Yeah, and
0: so I've tried to do that. Uh, I mean, man, if you stuck at the ballot box in front of me today, I, I don't know who I'd pull for, but uh, probably one of those two. That's who I'm looking at the hardest right now would be Carson and Rubio. Um
2: yeah, you know, here's Lucky the thing, for I, us They don't just stick about ballot box in front of us at random time. We've got yeah, so. we
0: got a little time. Uh, here, here's the. I, I will say this, guys. The longer it goes on, the more I think Trump's going to get it, and really? I I don't want him to. You you guys always have their action. I don't want him to, and I know all these pundits keep saying, "Hey," and the reason I don't want him to is because it, 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 the day Trump gets the nomination, Hillary Clinton is the is president elect. No doubt. It, it, there's no doubt about it. She will mop. The floor with him because at the end of the day, America is not going to vote Donald Trump to be their president. Correct,
2: but especially keep, if they're not looking at Hillary on that side. I, of
0: I keep waiting for the pundits. I think he might be able to beat Bernie Sanders. I, I keep, keep waiting for the pundits to, uh, for what they're saying is going to happen to happen, and and the tide to turn for another candidate, and people fall out of love with Trump, and it just hadn't happened yet. So I just like the longer it goes on, the more I really
1: think he's going to get the nod. So, where are you at, Chase? Uh, voting were today, I would vote for Carson, one, Rubio, two, um, mm, Rand Paul, maybe three. Uh, although Rand Paul is his personality, I think, is, is going to keep him from getting elected. But i tell you who I think it's going to be. I think the ticket's going to be Jeb Bush. Uh, and uh, Marco Rubio. I think that's the ticket we're going to be voting on next with, November.
0: With uh, Bush on the top. That's right. Really? So you think he's going to kind of surge back?
1: I, look, That's my prediction. Okay. I like to make predictions. With Rubio as a running room. mate. That's right.
0: Wow. That's my prediction. That'll
1: be interesting. That's just predicting.
0: All right, guys. We, we're uh, about to get out of here for this week. Uh, I do want to mention um, good shows so, so far today, I think. Um, and that, you know, our ability to put out good shows may be why we were. This week in the top two hundred Christian podcast on iTunes, uh, none of Shock us have world. None of us have ever, but we've been on this list several times. Not, quite not, quite, not a few, time. quite a few times. Quite a few times, and nobody really knows how Apple voodoo how iTunes does their their whole thing.
2: <laughs> we had a long conversation about that a couple
0: Yeah, so here we go. I'm just I'm just kind of looking. Just wanted to get your uh, your opinion here. I, I don't actually even know where we were on the list but i I can tell you in the top 200 we were ahead of daily hope with rick warren boom boom, rick yeah i I mean who wouldn't rather listen to us than rick warren we were ahead of the gospel coalition and john MacArthur. um john MacArthur's video podcast i don't know if that'd make a difference (laughs)
1: it makes sort of a
0: difference probably a a little bit okay so it doesn't it doesn't really matter um, and some of these are churches, the Summit Church, which is J.D. Greer. So, uh, you know, we're, oh, cool. we're ahead of uh, the Greer man and his sermons. Yep. And uh, good old uh, Jefferson and Alice uh, Bethke. Yep. I did. Oh, know. we
1: were ahead of Tom Rainer.
0: Yep, uh, we were. Uh, Rainer's Leadership Podcast. Ahead of uh, the Elevation Church. More people at that moment wanted to hear the Gospel Friends than Stephen Furtick.
1: Uh, the video podcast, though.
0: Not that Why do we have to keep making that distinction, Probably, Chase?
1: You know, just, just saying.
0: I mean, it looks like that video podcast would be um, would be more of a threat to us, considering you could see his arms on that one. I, you know, that's, that's important. That is. Was that? Don't my, was
1: underestimate that? the power. <laughs> I got nothing. Was that got,
0: not good? Good old Charles Spurgeon. We're beating him out. Uh, Charles has been around it's
1: for a about while. About damn time. <laughs> Charles has been... Thro- ah, ah, Char- I'm tired of that guy grinding <laughs> us under his heels. Spurgeon has been... Uh,
0: oh. He's really uh, he's really been after us on Twitter, kind of taking us to task for some things, so...
1: I don't get um, it. We're Baptist and Reformed. You'd think Spurgeon would like <laughs> us, but I don't know. I, I think he's...
0: Uh, I really honestly think he's mad at your beard. Like, I don't think your beard is solid enough for Not strong enough,
1: maybe. I mean, he keeps just saying, sober up, guys, or that was inappropriate, this, and you shouldn't talk about that, and the bathroom talk on episode 79, he was really upset about that, even Um, though that's in the future. Hey, Chase, we haven't talked about the bathroom on
0: 79 yet. We haven't. (laughs) Oops. Well, this is
1: 78. Me and the doctor... Samuel Lavelle were hanging out.
0: Even if, even if we, I mean, even if we did record, um, you know, had an idea of what we're going to talk about. Seventy nine. What idiots record their shows backwards? <laughs> that is, that's a good point. I mean, As I said, I was more. i would do that. Hey, let's talk about right. who we are getting beat by. Not, um, I mean, we're, we're beating those yeah, we guys. We need to so. show
1: a little bit of humility here.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about who we're getting uh, beat ten by. Uh, Doctor Jamel Harrison the official jamel harrison bryan podcast you know anything about that guy he's only that he's beating us he's one slot more popular than us That's a how, big about deal. Prodo- uh, <laughs> how about prophecy how about gazine how about prophecy today weekend edition yeah what's that about um i don't know do they do they have a prophecy today weekday prophecy today weekend like is that telling you what's going to happen next weekend or
1: that's actually. <laughs> I listened to that show. That's how I know we talk about bathroom stuff on episodes. Oh, because of, you, know. you heard that one. Yes, okay. they uh, had a review of our our podcast. All
0: right, hey Nick, um, grab anything breakable on the table. We are getting beaten by a podcast called Catholic in a Small Town. Shut your mouth! Uh, how can that happen? It's true. Those Catholics, the Catholics are beating us. Um, I bet the Pope, and they're not the even Pope's like they're now. not even like a like big Catholics. It's Catholics in a small town. This this is unfair. They're probably talking about persecution from some of the big Baptist churches down the street. <laughs> probably. And we're also getting beat by Ask Pastor John. Did you like that? That was good. Chase was likes for me enunciate. to enunciate Ask Pastor John. He says that when I don't enunciate Ask Pastor John, it, it, sounds, sounds, like a different show. it sounds like a whole different podcast. <laughs> so John Piper still... Ahead of the gospel friends, but, but only by a few. But only by a few. Yeah. Um. I wonder what we could do to pass old Piper. Maybe we could start some rumors about him. <laughs> that would be Christian.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um. Yeah. So, uh, I you know I wonder if um maybe we need to talk about more silly things. Maybe that would help Piper want to listen to us. Well,
1: we do don't think? want him to listen to us. We
0: I was just want to be his, his podcast. Church. Oh, yeah, you're right. We don't want more downloads. I'm sorry. You know what happened? I picked my phone up and stopped paying attention. Yeah, that
1: happens. I noticed yeah. uh, last week when, when John Piper and, and Stephen Furtick were hanging out at, um, at TBN that they were saying I see what Chase is doing now. Dang it, I didn't make up a good enough rumor. Do you see, do you see or what didn't he... think all the way through it. No, I did not. Do you see what he just did? They were talking about how they were going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Wow. This is the way we're doing this.
0: Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, you can, you can help us out. You can help us pass some of these podcasts by doing, we really don't know. No, yeah, no, no but, idea.
1: Uh, prob- probably leaving reviews. Reviews on iTunes. Yeah. I mean, can help us beat the Catholics. Who do you love more, John Piper or us? I mean, Catholics really in a easy? small town.
0: Oh, if you're God. listening to that podcast, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. We have something to send you. <laughs> it's called the Bible.
1: Is it rude? <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, you did. I was actually
0: thinking about like some crapola cereal or something. I, I was you know, thinking. Right? Remember I, a couple weeks know. ago,
2: the the delivery company.
0: uh the delivery company. Oh yes. <laughs> oh wow. We couldn't even do that one on the air. No. That uh, was that, was, that a, was rude. That was a that was a rude one. That was ruder than
1: what I. I said. can't believe you, Nick. That was rude. Nuclear Nick rears his head. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa, John! John, John, John <laughs> really the Baptist stuff over. has just <laughs> sorry, taken a sorry, fall. John the Baptist took a fall. Somehow, plastic Chris Atwood kept his feet
0: though. That was impressive. All right, guys, I gotta get to a birthday party because, like, most of my children are having birthdays this month. That's Happy how we birthday to them, and that's not how to we your that's wallet. That's how we roll in the McConnell home. So that's no how you, you roll. Febru- february. In. That's february. how we roll around Valentine's Day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my! <laughs> well, next week we'll have Allison and Lisa and Janet on the show. We can ask Allison. Uh, we'll never
0: get them on the show. Uh,
1: I bet we will.
0: Uh, well, whatever. We'll see how you're doing, prophecy today, man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, well, so we're going to let this end before it gets more. Yeah, it's already pretty awkward. Um, hit us up if you like. You've got a couple of different ways, thegospelfriends.com. Um, we'll have this in all our past shows. And even if you know how to look, um, some that aren't published. Um, all our contact info is there, but uh, Twitter at mygospelfriends, thegospelfriends at gmail.com, hallofdogma.com for the Facebook group, and the voicemail numbers. Hit us up. I am um, sure there is something on this show that you want to reply to. Um, that'll get us out of here. Thank you for listening. Tell your family, tell your friends. Please leave that iTunes review. Hide Tune- friends, hide your wife. <laughs> tell the Catholics. Tell them though. And tune in next week, God help us, when you might hear David say. Chase. Chase.
1: Yep. Chase. Huh? What? Look at me I'm trying. <laughs> Lisa just texted us. Jesus is a friend of- This is a friend of mine.